0: My weekend was
1: great. Um, quiet. I don't have the kids this weekend, so it was it was very quiet. But I got a lot done. I got a lot accomplished. I'm getting organized, and um, so it was great.
0: Any of your Fun. friends over?
1: I had my best friend over with her husband, and they were here for a little while, and had a great time. It was really it was nice. He hadn't been here, and um, just we just hung out for a while. We And um, it was was a good time.
0: Isn't that awesome? And Mm -hmm. how long have you been friends with these people?
1: Well, I've been friends with my girlfriend since college. And um, and several years ago, she was part of my intervention. Um, And after uh, the intervention, I started drinking again, and we lost touch. And she was very committed to... um, what she learned (laughs) from the counselor, which was, you know, their consequences. The consequence was that she was not going to talk to me if I didn't get sober. So um, we didn't talk for a while until I decided to get sober. Now we're back, and we missed some years. Um, I missed some years with her kids growing up and vice versa. um, But, you know, you can't look back. And it's a shame, but but um, we have now we have today. And what about and
0: her husband? What about him? He he doesn't
1: uh, he drinks, but he doesn't have he doesn't have um, problem. So he um, he was here, and I haven't seen him. I mean, it was just it, it was it was sad to me. Um, I mean, i was, I'm so grateful that we're back in each other's lives ahead, but. But um, you know, I did think yesterday when my daughter had popped in the house to get something for her game, um, you know, I I, I feel like I had introduced um her to him because, you know, she she knew him when she was little, but she didn't she hasn't seen him for years. Um, so I just thought it was sad, but I, I try not to dwell on that that kind of stuff anymore. You know, the the I think the bigger thing is is that we're we're together now
0: and and that's what matters. And it's interesting because this brings us to the topic that we're going to talk about today. You know, I've been I've had a couple people reach out to me due to my blog that I wrote which a Louise Weezy edited for me, which thank you by the way. Yeah. And um, it was all about the love that the love affair we have when we're in our addiction, and how you know, for me especially, and I want you to talk about this too, was how the, the you know alcohol was my first love because it's what I wanted. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was like just like falling in love with a human, but it was even more. I mean, I, I felt like because that was my first love, it had such a draw on me. It was like when I went out, how am I, how am I going to have enough of it? If I was having anything else that was going around me, any human action that was going around me, the alcohol took, like, that took front and center uh, beyond any other human beings or anything else for that matter. And when I describe that love love affair, two people that I've talked to this weekend are dealing with people, and I think it's most importantly, you know, children that they have that are in an addiction, and they are like, what happens when the person that is, in the love affair, meaning in their addiction, in a love affair with alcohol or drugs, and they don't want to get sober, what do you do? And it sounds like, for instance, your best friend and I'm not going to mention her name unless you want to, but um, your best friend I know it sounded like she had to set a boundary for herself, but she's like, I'm not talking to you till you get sober. And her husband, the same way. Is that, am I correct in saying that? Or we letting Yeah, pass? I mean, because she,
1: she had already gone through her own. Um, issues with with drinking, and she was sober. So um, it, it was just, you know, she she took it seriously, and she, you know, she was the only one in the intervention that that stopped talking to me after I um, went to outpatient and came out and, and started drinking again. Um, and I was angry at first, but you know, it was it was more important for me to drink, so. Um, I mean, I had, a, I had a choice. I just it was more important, so I, you know, that friendship went on went on hold, which, you know, I never really even knew at that point whether it was ever going to be back. Um, but it is what it is, and you know, now today, it's it's we have, you know, it's almost like you know time stood still a little bit, you know. Uh, but but at the same time, we have a lot of years that we missed. Um, and watching our children grow up, and you know, just a lot of milestones that are just are gone. Um, but yeah.
0: so when so when you're talking about how you know you lost those years, and and when she made that ultimatum to you. So speaking as like, that, and I don't know how I don't know how you how you're going to be able to relate to this, but this is where I'm at. My question is to this: when you were going through it, and she said, "I can't talk to you anymore." And she said, "I'm not talking to you guys till you get sober." Now, now we'll, we'll relate that to a mom that's saying that to her kid, right? Like, I'm not going to talk to you, as you being the addict. How did that? I mean, yes, you were so you were pissed off, but what? But any did you have any other reactions, or did you have any other feelings that you were that that you did so that you were like, how did you justify the fact that she wasn't speaking to you? You're like, I don't care, I'm just going to drink. Or what? How would you? How do you relate to this? Well.
1: I mean, from, she never really came out and we didn't have a conversation where that was the reason for the call, you know, to say, right. I know you're drinking. It was, it was very, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I I'm, Maybe I'm missing something um, in terms of the sequence of events that happened, but uh, my recollection is that I, uh, we just, she just stopped talking. She just stopped reaching out. I mean, she knew that I was drinking because she was in contact with my family. And um, so because of that, she just had made a decision. And I think it was actually a friend of ours, a mutual friend who had told me that um, the reason why, which was that she, you know, like I said, she took it very seriously when the, when the counselor had said, you know, this is, and and you see it, you see it on the show intervention that, you know, these are the consequences. If you choose not to get help or to go into recovery, then, then, you know, you will not get, you will not have my friendship, my, you know, our relationship. And I mean, it's pretty common. It's just that, you know, unfortunately, some people just, you know, give in, um, you know, especially if you're a mother or, a father. Um, it's hard. I think for, a, so and hard, I'm not watering down the, the strength of a friendship, but the truth is, you know, I think it's probably a little easier for a, a friend to say, um, you know, I, we're done. And um, so we were. Um, and I think that it was, it, I could handle it because no one else had that. Ultimated, she was it, and so I still held on to the other people that that weren't um, shutting me out, um, and continued to hold on
0: for years. Right, and so and I think that for me, I can relate that to being like for myself when people stopped talking to me because I had a good friend that stopped talking to me too. Because she was scared, I always say in air quotes, she was scared of me. <laughs> because every time, you know, I get to that tipping point where I couldn't talk and I like, L-l-l-l-l-l-l-l. I couldn't, I, I couldn't talk, I couldn't walk, I fell a lot. That was kind of my mo. And she stopped talking to me. And my manipulative brain said, Oh, whatever. I'm like she just can't hang with me. she's just a loser. You know, I don't care. You know what I mean? But I never, ever took it seriously enough to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's going to make me quit drinking because she's not talking to me.
1: No, you know mean? I
0: mean, you you always come up with
1: something. I, I mean, I did with with other people that distanced themselves. Maybe they didn't cut me off completely, but just enough that I knew that they didn't want anything to do with me, even if they would be friendly um, when they saw me. But I had that little screw you attitude. Um which was just my own way, of, you know, it was my way of dealing with it. But I thought, you know, you have a drink. Either. You you drink a lot too. Or, you know, I never made it about me. I made it about them.
0: Right. Which, which we do well, you know. We are. We're like the best manipulators. But if you're – so what what advice would you give to someone that's listening, that has a loved one, that can't stop, and Still in the love affair with the alcohol or the drugs, and what would you? I mean, I know somebody. Well, would, what would you say? I, well, ironically,
1: last night, um, since I was by myself, I, I watched Ben is Back because my girlfriend had told me she had watched it with her daughter last week. So I watched this with Julia Roberts, and her son is an addict in recovery. Um, and so I watched that and, and it is ironic that this is the topic because, um, you know, she was the mother and the son was a drug addict and he was in, um, a rehab or recovery house. Uh, I, I forget which one. And he, um, it was Christmas time. He got out, um, uh, or she got, let him come out for a day or, into, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And, um, you know, it was, it it was a good movie in that you saw different perspectives. I don't know if you've seen it, have you? I haven't seen it. I no, well mentioned. so so she's she's um she has step um so I'm sorry, the, the boy, her son that's the attic. he um he has a stepfather, her husband, and a sister and then two step siblings. And it what was
0: what was interesting to see was just
1: the different in, in each person, like, for instance, his, his, um, his stepfather was pretty distant. I um, he was very matter of fact, I should say. He was, you know, he dealt with the, his addiction, um, as, as, like, factual, that he was, um you know, that he shouldn't have gotten out of the the rehab for just even that one day, that he was supposed to be in there. And it was all factual. For the sister, it was, you know, she was very resentful because he caused chaos in the family and had caused chaos. Right, right. So she was very resentful and very angry, and that was, was, you know, very obvious. And then, um, you know, his mother was very, um, I mean, she was just how I would have been or how I would be. you know, she was so, I mean, she was just devastated and so distraught and, and never let him leave her side the whole, you know, 24 hours. I mean, he, he couldn't even go to the bathroom without her, you know, watching him. And, and then his, of course, his step um, brother and sister, who were very young, took on a whole another role because they were so young that they don't even understand it. So it was, it was like the only relationship that he was able to really be himself and be fun, and and they didn't judge him because they they didn't know any better. They were really young. Um, but to watch her, um, especially having young kids where you don't know, you know, where this disease is headed in in, in them. Do they have the gene? It was it was it was really really hard to watch um because she you know he he struggled and he went back to using and it it was just it was so hard I mean she was just not going to give up she would have you know died for him um and she just wasn't giving up but but I know you know other people that do walk away I mean it's just I think you just don't know. I mean, to to tell somebody what to do. I mean, I, I would say that when I was when I was physically not drinking, but but not mentally, I wasn't there right. yet because I I still hadn't given that I hadn't accepted that I was an alcoholic. But during that time, I had plenty of people in my life that that I loved dearly that were struggling. And even if I wasn't physically drinking, you know, I I there was no there were no magic words. There was. There was nothing. I mean, I, I'd like to think that I had some superpower that I was going to, above anybody else, be the one to help them stay sober. But the, the bottom line is none of us have that power. And, you know, we can only go so far, um, you know, and and so... Uh, You know, watching that last night made me think of so many different things, and I just, uh, you know, she would not give up, and she, and everybody had such a different, different position with this kid, but for her, as being the mother, it was just this unconditional love that, that had no limits, you know, it was just, it was, it was pretty, um, pretty intense.
0: And it's interesting to me, because as you've been talking, I'm just thinking to myself, and it's like each person has to do what they have to do. I know there's support groups all over the place. I know that there's Al-Anon that's there for the family. I know that there's resources like that. But to really understand the Attic, and something I mentioned in the blog, was like, I swear, we are like the Tin Man, the Lion, and the Scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. Because we all need a new heart, a new brain, and a new um New brain, new heart, and courage, and to get over the person that's in having that love affair with the alcohol and the drugs, it's so hard to break that. And it really has to be the person that wants to get sober. It can't be someone's mother willing them, their grandmother, their father. Like we, these pe- people all over the place. Just it sounds like this woman was like doing anything, like anything she could to save her son, anything. and anything. And there's so many people that are out there that do that. They go and they'll do anything. That's how crazy this disease is. And unfortunately, or fortunately, because of the way that I I believe personally, Elizabeth Chance, the way I believe that how we treat recovery today is not really great. You know, I think that this disease needs, uh, the way that people, they treat rehab like you go in and out. Nobody tells you when you go in and you sign your loved one into rehab that, okay, you're writing a check for $40,000, give or take. And all you're getting for this 30 days of the $40,000 is a good night's rest. They're not telling yeah. you. You know what I mean? They're not saying to your to, to the loved ones, your family members, they're not saying, oh, the, you know, oh, this is probably not going to work. The odds of this rehab working for your $40,000 are slim to none. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you, and you
1: know, there's, there's another layer too, because if, if I'm referring back to that movie, which is. You know, it it was so realistic to what uh, what happens out there. Um, everybody was. Uh, the first, you have this addict that you're you're struggling to. You know, you're praying for, you're hoping that they're going to stay clean. And on top of that, you have all the people around you that that mean the most to you, all with a different um, with a different position. Um, and that even makes it even harder because, I, and I know this for myself, my own situation, I mean, my father yeah. was was never going to give up on me. I mean, I I, I felt that. I knew that. And, and maybe I took advantage of it, you know, not deliberately, but, right. but I just knew that he was never going away. My father would never, ever walk away from me. And, you know, my sister... Similar to what I was saying with the movie, my sister was very angry, angry at him, angry at me, but but angry at him. And maybe more so at times with him than even me, because she was she was angry that he was not, you know,
0: not putting his foot down, not saying, you know, you're done. You're done. Not willing to walk away. Your dad was not willing to walk away, He was, which got your sister very upset. She was very
1: upset. I mean, I don't I don't. I don't blame her. Um, but, you know, you know, it's just it's harder. So, I mean, that just that alone made it more complicated for my father, because now he was dealing with me. And he was dealing with my sister who was not happy with the way he was dealing with me. You know, so it just it takes on a life of itself. It's, it's it gets so complicated because everybody and you know, and it's. And I'm I'm not judging. Everybody takes on a, a different role and for their own reasons. And you know, my sister was probably tired of it, tired of the the focus that was on me, tired of the same story repeating itself, and uh, you know, the same disappointments, you know, the, the same broken promises, and on and on and on. So, um, you know, it's it's. It's tough, but I also knew I was fortunate that I still had you know my mother and my father i, I work with my father, so it was it, it was a little more complicated um' because he saw me more and was a little more um in tune with what was going on with me on a daily basis so but it was it was
0: definitely hard. It's hard, and when you think back, and when your parents—I know when you're, when they put you in the first rehab that your friend was when when your friend walked away, and what it, it didn't take. I mean, how long did you stay sober after you went there? Um, five months or four months? Four months. Yeah, it's interesting because I saw somebody at a meeting just recently, and they were talking about how they was in that in that rehab. So it barely it had any, I mean, it doesn't have very much sobriety, unfortunately. But they say, oh, my gosh, they never deal with the family. And the family piece is, I believe, a very important piece of the whole part of recovery. Do you agree?
1: hmm Well, I mean, and, and, and in, in rehab, I mean, you have, everybody has somebody, whether it's their spouse that comes for a long weekend um, and does the workshops, or if it's, you know, just family members, kids. Depending on your situation, but it's it's totally a family disease. Um, you
0: know. And unfortunately, I don't think there's a magic wand, or I and I don't believe there's a magic cure for this. I don't think addiction has a magic cure. I don't think throwing methoxone, trazodone, um, and abuse at it—all these drugs that you can throw at it—I don't think that's the answer. I think that each person, because the disease of addiction hits your heart. It's so deep in, God, it's a love affair. How do you go and just have a blanket statement that's going to take care of everybody? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: it, you know, it's a disease and it's, it's a love affair. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's hard. I, I I don't, and I don't know, you know, after I watched the movie last night, I thought to myself, what would that be like? What, I mean, I, I just pray that I'm alive, but, you know, if, 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 uh, God forbid, but if my, one of my children or both, you know, were to be um, addicted or, you know, have an addiction that um, I will be alive to be able to help them, um, you know, I, I had my children when I was older, but. You, know, you just you just worry about it, and you don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't pass any judgment on, on Julie Roberts' role last night because uh, I I can't say that I wouldn't be exactly the, the way she was. Desperate, desperate.
0: Well, I can say this. on My kids are old. They're not that old, <laughs> but they're 22 and 21 and 19. And people always ask me, do your kids drink? And my answer is yes. All three of my kids drink. They also sometimes smoke weed. It's part of my deal. That's what they do. I know what they're doing. I don't know if I know everything that they're doing. I don't know if I want to know everything that they're doing. But they do know that there's addiction all over their family tree. It's riddled with it. I mean, it's like it's like it's they can touch somebody that has it, and then there's generations that go back that they can't touch those people. They will never meet those people that had it as well. So for me, it's the total education piece. It's like, if you know, like, that's where I want to be with my kids. Like, if you have a problem, I get it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I have it. Other people in my family have had it. Do you think that if if you have it, you need to get help? And let's not be ashamed of it. But I think that shame piece that's still in our society that an alcoholic, an addict, it's still somebody to be ashamed of, right? It's somebody who wrote the start letter of saying, "Oh my God, she's an addict, she's an alcoholic." Until that changes, I think that's the biggest piece of us to start the shame. What do you think?
1: Oh, I, I absolutely think that, and I and I get excited when there's people. Um, you know, whether they're a celebrity or a politician or whomever that gets involved because they have the, you know, the, the face that we recognize that that are supporting, um, you know, what you what you have as your um, sober, not ashamed, you know, that that there are people out there, even when Elizabeth Vargas wrote that book, I, I was so excited because she makes it seem okay, you know here's this successful you know intelligent mother wife um you know and and she's just like you and me she's just like you and i and 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 it's just it's um i don't know i i mean it, it i think that the more this is unfortunately unfortunately, I look at it that you know the AA. It, you know it's anonymous, and and I and I get that, and I love the fact that there's a safe place for people to go that nobody will know that they have that they're an alcoholic, and and I totally 100% get it. But then on the flip side, of I get I get sad for, you know, just I I think that it it I'm not saying it hurts us at all, but it just it's a shame to me that it has to be anonymous, and it. it because I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but just because i I want more people to feel like it's there's nothing to be ashamed of you don't you don't have to
0: lie about it you don't have to just not say it um you know what i'm saying i i just i totally I totally agree with you, and it's un- so it's an anonymity piece the piece that makes you shameful is a part that that, that, that to me gives it some sort of barrier. And it gives it this closed off and this darkness and this heart that you can't even, you don't even want to, it's like there's a shamefulness just because of the anonymity piece. Because why does everybody have to hide? Why does anybody talk about it? What's so shameful about it? What gives it even more shame? And I saw this morning that it came over that, um, you know, Bradley Cooper being in recovery, and he has about the same time I do, maybe a little bit less. And so he's got over 12 years of sobriety, I think. And he, the star is born, it's written because he's in recovery. And you can, I mean, for me watching it, I'm sure when you watch it, I mean, you can see where it's totally, I mean, it comes from an addict's point of view, where the guy goes and he relapses and he he ends up killing himself. And that's so common, unfortunately, that I know people that's happened to and you do too. And that's where the piece, like, I love that Bradley Cooper is coming at me saying, I have this. But I know, like we have a listener that we love and adore that's down in Texas, and she's going and she wants to tell her friends and her. She's got a special group that she goes and meets with, and she is she hasn't told them about the fact that she's sober, and she's so scared and she, and she reaches out to me often and talks to me about it like how, what are these people going to say what are these people going to do what are they oh my gosh are they going to still accept me when I tell them this part about me that I'm and I had that I'm an alcoholic that I can't drink anymore well and I and I think it comes from the fact that and I know from myself you know
1: you I what what made me so hesitant or so scared to tell anybody was I i thought it was a character flaw a defect and and i just you know i because people aren't educated and and it's not their fault but because a lot of people don't understand the the, the disease they think it's a, it's a a choice that you know i'm choosing to live this life and hurt people and disappoint people and you know I, I just think that there's a lot of people that don't understand it. And until they do, until society understands it better, it's, you know, and, and that's that's when it'll shift. And until then, I just don't think it will. But I mean, it's getting better and better. I mean, it's getting over the years, even since I've been sober, I, I see a difference. Um, and, and And the difference has helped me be very open
0: about it. Oh, so, I mean, it's, uh, and I, we might continue this for next week because it's something I really want to talk about in, in terms of being in recovery and what it has given me. And I know it has given you in terms of acceptance of other types of people, um, less judgment towards people, like, and more love in my heart. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's just like, I cannot judge anybody because I have no idea what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes no and 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 i i I think I wish for for
1: so many people, even people that I'm close to that are you know just getting sober or have been sober that maybe are more uh, anonymous than, than I am that i just I just wish for those people that comfort level at some point that they can feel comfortable that they are who they are, and and they are, you know, I, I'm proud of where I'm at right now, and I'm thrilled that I don't drink. I don't think I ever would have thought I'd say that, but I, I'm so glad that I don't drink.
0: Oh, my God, it's the best gift that I've ever, ever given myself. And then, because it's so good, it flows out onto everybody that touches me. Mm-hmm. And people will say to me, like somebody said to me, other day, like, you are so happy all the time. And I'm like, well, a grateful person in recovery will not drink, and I am grateful every single solitary day that I don't have to live my life being in love with that substance anymore. Right. Oh, Weezy, thanks so much for today. And I want to re- say hi to our friend in Virginia, my new friend down in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> um my friend in Texas, love you guys. We just want to know that we want everybody out there to know that we are rooting for you. Please reach out to us. Right, Weezy? Yes. Yeah. And get busy. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. yeah. That was hard. Sorry, that was hard, but you did it. I did. So, um, and everybody, please reach out to us. You can um, email us at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at com. You can go to our website at com. Please reach out. Know that you are not alone. And, and, and yeah,
1: and, and ask, I mean,
0: put out some topics. I, I love that someone gave us the um, topic for today. I love it, too. I love it. We're so excited. And who knows if we keep getting more topics, maybe we'll be on more than once a week. We'll put our show on more. I would love that. <laughs> that would mm-hmm. do. All right. Okay. We'll have a busy. great week. You too. Keep getting busy. Okay. Live sober. All right. Okay. Bye. Okay.